Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you, you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. I thought I'd bring a different energy. You sure did. What'd you think? Uh, well, I uh, pat myself on the back. Didn't get thrown off. Good well, for me. I did, I did get a reaction, though. You and did. And that's what it's all about in this business. You know, and now you're talking about it. You know what I mean? Right? Like, watching the Super Bowl, or excuse me, the big game, there were a <laughs> lot of commercials where I was like, this is a terrible commercial. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'm now I'm talking about how terrible You're this talking about is. how terrible it is. This is a completely different side note. That is my least favorite. Like, it is a pet peeve of mine when, when that seems to be the goal. And it's not like when someone says it, right? When you're like, oh, my God, I hate this. And they're like, yeah, well, you're talking about it, right? It's like when I see in a commercial that very clearly that's what they were going for. And it's like, but what if you put that same energy towards making me talk about it because it's good? Oh, all right. Okay, anywho. But they're going to talk about us because we're good. Right, but that's it. Oh, us. Okay, yes. Yeah, us. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, you're adorable. I'm adorable. We're very talented. Just just trying to move it back towards Schmanners, you know? Well, I mean, I we've know already where got you them are... here. They're already listening. Let's talk I... about whatever we want. No, I didn't know where you were going, and we're not going to talk whatever we want. We're going to talk about what we decided to talk about today. Hey, can I say, I'm very flattered that you thought I was going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't think I just started talking and whatever came out, came out. True. Hey, do you know who you were who we're talking about yes, today? Yes, I do. So we're talking about Della Reese. We and uh, unlike some past biography topics, people, I have at least a point of reference for Della Reese. Oh, yeah? Because Della Reese was on Touched by an Angel. Yeah, Which she my was. mother adored Touched by an Angel. You know, from the what I know about what your mother liked... Uh, that does not surprise me one iota. For anyone uh, unfamiliar, but perhaps familiar with another another reference, Touched by an Angel was like a religious quantum leap, mm. right? Where Totes. like the angels would pop in, but they couldn't just fix someone's life. Uh, they had to like gently steer. It was a sci-fi ha- Hallmark movie every day. Sure, yeah, basically. But instead of sci-fi, it was like. I mean, fantasy? I don't know. However you want to put it. Yeah, fantasy. Sure. I mean, it was a little sci-fi. They did kind of like... I mean, I guess hey, babe, it was magic yeah, is what I, it was. I don't <laughs> think you can say that angels are science fiction. Okay, fine. Yeah, because there's nothing science about it. But but I also remember from the show, now that's important, Della Reese uh, played, I think the other one was Maura Downey, if I remember correctly. But anyways... No, the- Rora Downey. Okay. Downey was in there. Yes. Because I remember it being like feathers, like Ro- an angel. Roma, Roma Downey. Roma Downey. Yes. Yes. Roma Downey Jr. and her husband, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> okay. But, and they no. would be angels, but they would be like some role in the person, like Della, oh, there's Della Reese and she's working whatever at the front or whatever. But also, so- they introduced an angel of death. Played by James Spader. And I also think there were evil angels, or as we would call them, demons, who showed up some from time to time, just like in Quantum Leap. There were evil leapers. I don't know if that last part <laughs> is true, but I feel like that happens. I am not well-versed in that single role that she played. But I will tell you about lots of things that she did before that. Let me be clear. I didn't think we were talking about Della Reese because she had been in Touched by an Angel. No, but I'll, I'll touch on Touched by an Angel. Oh, 
Oh, I will end. also say this. Uh, one more thing. Anybody, if there's crossover between this show and listeners of the Adventure Zone Balance, they'll also know that there is a spell in uh, a D&D where one si- summons angelic protection. And my dad would use it from time to time, and he decided that that angelic protector looked like Della Reese. Mm-hmm. And so from time to time, a very powerful <laughs> Della Reese would show up to help us fight bad guys. Cool. Yeah. Okay, you can go on. Now. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, actress, check. Yeah. Musician, check. Okay. First black female talk show host. Now, this I did not know. Pretty awesome, check. Let's start at the beginning. A um, very good place to start. Della Reese is how she was known professionally, but she was born Della Reese, which was her first name. Wait, say it again. Della Reese. Della Reese is one name. Yes. <gasps> okay. Uh, Learning something new already. Patricia Early. Della Reese, Patricia Early. Patricia. But what did I say? <laughs> Patissa. Patisserie <laughs> Early. Try it again. Delarice, Patricia, Early. That's it. Yeah. Good. My Name, years of names speech therapy are important. paying off. They are. Uh, so July is Annunciation. 6, 1931. Okay. In Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Uh, her father, Richard Thaddeus Early. What a great name. Was a steel worker. Thaddeus needs to come back, right? I f- uh, yeah. What no? The name can come back. I'm thinking if I know anyone named Thaddeus, I know several Theodores. Right, that's a a completely different name. Not the same name. Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. I just like the name Thaddeus. Go on. Um, and her mother Nellie, uh, was a a cook, and she was a member of the Cherokee Tribal Nation. Okay. Pretty cool. She had other siblings and half-siblings, but none of them lived in the home with her. So she was basically raised as an only child. Okay. Uh, And it gave her special attention from her mother and father. And special abilities. Magic. Fighting. No, no. But she was quite talented. Okay. So at six years old, Reese began singing in church. Uh, which fostered her lifelong love of gospel music. On the weekends in 1940s-ish, her mom would take her to the cinema. I have to imagine, too, just knowing what I do about music. Like, if you love music and you were in Detroit in, like, the 40s and 50s, pretty good time to be there, right? Pretty good time. Yeah. Motor City. Um, so she watched uh, like Betty Davis and oh, yeah. Nina Horn mm-hmm. and and you know would go back <laughs> go back home and perform whatever movie they had just seen. That is, by the way, if you ever get a chance to watch like a six year old to do this, it is amazing. Um, but my favorite, because Bibi does this. She, she does. does this with Encanto and has an extension. So does two year old Dot, which is also pretty <laughs> wonderful. But it's my favorite thing is the parts that they really, really, really clearly focused on, where it's just like we can do this word for word or word, and then we're gonna skip over this huge chunk to, the, and now they're hanging from the cliff or whatever. It's wonderful. Uh, nineteen forty-four, very special year for Delores. Uh, she began directing the Young People's Choir okay. in her church, and that same year, she started to regularly appear on the radio. <gasps> okay. She was hired to sing with Mahala Jackson's uh, gospel group, 
I mean, who was an unbelievable, like, gospel singer as well. Um, But she's often credited as one of the most influential vocalists of the 20th century. And there was teenage Della Reese singing right alongside him. There you go. Also very smart. Got really great grades. And in 1947, when she was just 15... She became the first person in her family to graduate high school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And this whole time, these great grades, the uh, directing the children's choir, Boom. all the time she continued to tour with Mahalia Jackson. Okay. Okay. Um, she went on to form her own gospel group called the Meditation Singers. What a great name. And continued singing while studying at Wayne State University, which is a well-known public research university in Detroit. Okay. Can I just say? Accomplished. This is one of those, um, I can already tell where by the end of it, I'm going to be having my own personal crisis about how I haven't done enough in my life. (laughs) And, oh, I wasted a lot of time when I was 15 not doing cool stuff like that. Okay, yeah, go on. Keep telling me about it. Okay. (laughs) Kicking butt and taking names. Unfortunately, there uh, was some tragedy in her personal life. Her mother died uh, when she was barely 18. Um, and her father was also suffering from his own medical issues um, brought about by his his work, probably, yeah. and would pass about 10 years later. But anyway, um, she was now supporting her family. She did what she could, you know, worked a lot of different jobs. But uh, moved out of her father's house after she disapproved of one of his new girlfriends. Oh, mm-hmm. After moving out, she continued performing wherever she could, taking odd jobs. She would be a truck driver, a dental receptionist, an elevator operator, and all, all kinds of different things. And it was at this point where she chose the stage name, shortening Della Reese Early, to Della Reese. Do you know um, if she had a good time being an elevator operator? Because I heard it has its ups and downs. Oh, man. Uh, is our laugh track working? I can't remember. <laughs> it's not. It's not working. Um, oh, so like, the wah wah is working? <laughs> the wah wah is working, but the. Okay. All right, her big break would come when she won a contest that gave her a week to sing at Detroit's famous Flame Show Bar. Uh, When she was there, they loved her, and she remained a featured act for eight weeks, showcasing her eclectic voice and natural talent. She had fantastic stage presence. You have to assume that the contest was a talent contest, right? Not like a essay contest, (laughs) because the chance that you get someone in there who's just dropping real clunkers. It's like, they they have to do this for a week? (sighs) No, it was one of those contests where uh, you had to keep your hand on the truck. Oh, hands on a hard body. (laughs) Yes. That's what that's called. That's what that's called. Um, so, uh, although her roots are in gospel music, she was now, at this point, by working in the bar, um, she was exposed to people like uh, Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday, right? And in 1953, she had signed a record deal. Uh, in case it was not, I just pulled it up. The Flame Show Bar uh, famously hosted people like Billie Holiday, Della Reese, Etta James, Dinah Washington, B.B. King, and Joe Turner. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Like I said, 1953 record deal with Jubilee Records, which, again, is another famous record uh, company with uh, the Dominoes and Harry Belafonte and and people like that. You know. You know. Those folks. And in 1957, she released a single called And That Reminds Me, which became a top 20 pop hit and a million seller record. And that reminds me, it's time for some Max Fun promos. Ooh. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard, and we have no advice. But we do see you doing it. Hawk if you like to do it. <laughs> Didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, yeah. honk if you did it? That's what it was. I think it was honk if you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Why did we not ever make this? We did make them. I think they're still in the Max Fun store. (laughs) Honk, honk. You're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Biz. So are you. Each week, we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good job. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. Honk, honk. Toot, toot. I listen to Bullseye because Jesse always has really good questions. What did John Malkovich wear when he was 20? (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. There's always that moment where Jesse asks a question that the person he's interviewing has not thought of before. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me or acknowledged that to me, and that is so real. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. Okay, what what else? What else? What what couldn't she do at this point? 1957. It was a really great year for her. So um, she's 26. Just a reminder of how little we've all done in our lives. Go on. <laughs> she was voted most promising singer by Billboard, Cashbox, and several other music industry magazines. Wow. Um, and in 1959, she moved to RCA Records, another record label you might have heard of. They've signed people like Britney Spears and Kesha and Miley Cyrus and Jennifer Hudson and the Foo Fighters and Elvis. Sure, yeah, I've, th- I've heard of most of those people. I think you have. Except El- Elvis? Elvis. Elvis? Anyway, in 1959, she released her first single with RCA called Don't You Know, which was adapted from the music from the opera La Boheme. Oh, it, famously also uh, what what uh, Rent is based off of, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It became her biggest hit to date. It went to number two on the pop charts and topped the R&B charts as well, sold over one million copies, and she was awarded a gold disc by the Recording Industry Association of America. I don't have a gold disc. No. You know, they're pretty rare. Well, I also haven't made an album. Oh, well, I think that that, might that be is the first, the first step. step. Yeah, but just another thing I haven't done. There's a million things I haven't done, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She continued to record regularly throughout the 60s, um, including the 1960 single, Someday You'll Want Me to Want You, which was drawn from her Grammy-nominated album entitled Della. Nice. Man, this lady. Accomplished. So many accolades. 
She released single after single and album after album. She performed in Vegas for nine years. She toured across the country. In 1970, she signed with Avco Embassy Records and released a soul pop album called Black is Beautiful, which also topped the R&B charts. So All she right. was a hit maker. Solid, she solid, solid was hit maker. hit maker. Okay. In 1986... She Travis formed, was three years old. <laughs> she formed her own gospel group called Brilliance, and their song, You Gave Me Love, earned them a Grammy nomination, and she get another one later in her career from another album, Live, My Soul Feels Better Now. I I really, I how? How can one person possibly have all this, t- all this time what? and energy and putting it all well it's about drive for, it's about for power. posterity she stays hungry she devours yeah and everything else the rock said in that song you know that song what song like the rock put out a song it was like it's about drive it's about power we stay hungry you know that one it's ringing a bell okay he's, you're not on tiktok if you're on tiktok you didn't immediately oh know it. he's the guy who sang you're welcome right from oh Milano? my god baby don't act like you don't know who the rock is <laughs> You can get out of my house with that, okay? <laughs> in front of my friends? You do this in front of... Just trying to pull it back to children's music. We talked about Encanto. We're going to talk about Moana. Yeah, but to say that The Rock is the guy who's saying you're welcome <laughs> is so reductive. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In fact, and I should note, that was Dwayne Johnson. I don't think Dwayne Johnson sang the song. I think The Rock sang the song. It's like a Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines <laughs> It was a good episode. <laughs> I just want to say we don't normally do that in the middle of the episode. Talk about how good we're doing, but like this is really focused and laser, laser. We've pretty well covered her music career. Yeah, let's move on to spanning decades. Decades, by the way. yeah, indeed, indeed. Let's move on to acting now. Yes. Her acting work in 1969, she started her acting career with her first major television show. Touched by an Angel. No. No, that came way later, didn't it? The syndicated talk show um, known as Della. Yes. That's the dream, right? Maybe just for me, but to have like a TV show that's just Travis. Mm-hmm. Right? In fact, if it could be in italics, that's ideal. You know what I mean? Well, th- I mean, this one has an exclamation point. Oh, my end. God. Even better. Yes. Um, And it was a late 60s time capsule of delight <gasps> i like if that. you get a chance to look at this and not a lot of clips exist and we'll go on to talk about that later but delaware's beautiful drapey caftans and silk gowns and she has a backdrop of beautiful singers in beehives and the men all wear like crisp pressed suits and you know it is beautiful. It's beautiful to look at if you're into that, like, retro biz like I am. Baby, I could listen to you say crisp prostitutes <laughs> all day long. Some of her, ooh, her very... <laughs> you just get flustered? I just got a little flustered. Uh, some of her very famous guests included Muhammad Ali, Marvin Gaye, yeah. Gladys Knight, yeah. Linda Ronstadt, okay. even a young Steve Martin... Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why you said it like that. No, I don't know either. Telling his jokes. <laughs> 
Okay, so it was filmed in L.A., um, and the very interesting part about this is she was kind of like, it was less of a, it wasn't quite a talk show, it wasn't quite a variety show that she didn't do like sketches or anything, yeah. you know, like Mary Tyler Moore did. It was more... Or like Sonny and Cher, they, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It, she was more kind of like the MC, like the ringmaster. So like a Graham Norton kind of chat show? I mean, yeah, but even Graham Norton still does like chat. Okay. Um, so she would begin each show by introducing her guests and then kind of like letting them just do what they do, right? Oh, okay. Um, so, so more of like a conversational facilitator. Yeah. Than like a host. That's yeah, awesome. she is quoted as saying, we had animals, we had people with gadgets. It was a very interesting format, she said. Um, and she was she was not an intrusive host in any means. Um, so Can she, I just say, that is a, I, I can't do it. It oh, is a no. very un, uh, underappreciated skill set. Mm-hmm. Of like somebody who just keeps that ball in the air without having to like actively, you know, ask questions or like take a heavy hand in it. Right. Of someone who's just able to like keep the energy moving. She had a very a gentle like curiosity about right. the people that she had on it. It was it was, you know, g- genuinely interesting to watch because she was not um not interested in like playing characters or or you know games with people or things like that. It was very interesting. Uh, <laughs> there's a really great clip where she is in you know a beautiful silky suit and introduces the audience to the next segment by saying, "This is the time of the show where we do." Whatever we want to do. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It was very successful. She did very well, but not well enough to stay on for a long time. They did about um, 197 episodes in 1969 and 1970. Yeah, if you're doing daily. I was like, that's so much. But then I guess if you're doing like five days a week or something like that, there's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's not like Ellen a yeah, lot. Yeah, and you also don't syndicate a chat show normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and so, like I said, there's very little archival evidence of this show, even though um, when it was popular, it was very popular, because of a very terrible and interesting phenomenon at the time. So the way that that people did this was in 19 uh, the videotape recorder Mm -hmm. was invented in 1956 and so shows that were previously broadcast live were now pre-recorded on tape right right? but in the 1960s buying new videotapes became obscenely expensive so studios found it more cost effective to just record episodes over existing tapes it is it is a reason why so Many TV shows were lost to time, and so many things are lost to time for that reason. Between that and, like, fires in warehouses, right? we've lost so much, like, archival videotape of people just like, well, we'll record over it, and it's, ugh, atrocious. It was such a terrible idea, and it's one of the reasons why I think the digital age, the information out there has just blossomed and like exploded because of the way that we we 
keep records now, you are able to just fit so much more in so much like, I mean, think about a a thumb drive, right? I do all the time. You do. I never stop thinking about thumb drives. It's terrifying and it keeps me awake at night. (laughs) Okay. So Reese is credited with paving the way for um, Oprah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Pearl Bailey, Barbara McNair, and, you know, the latter two hosted shows that were nearly identical to her kind of musical hybrid chat variety intro show, right? Um, It was a trailblazing moment in history. In 1970, she became the first black woman to guest host The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Okay. She uh, then appeared in a host of movies and miniseries of every genre. She did voice acting. Uh, She was in the 1980s animated A Pup Named Scooby Doo. Get out. Totally. I watched that. Um, She, in 1989, starred alongside Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor um, and Red Fox in the movie Harlem Nights. Uh huh. Um, And she was on every TV show under the sun. She was a a modern kind of like, you know, how British chat shows seem to have like everybody who's everybody in the business on. Like the same 18 people? Yes. Yeah. Well, not just the same 18 people, but like you're like, oh, I recognize them from this TV show and that TV show and all this kind of stuff. And there's Richard Iwata again. (laughs) Again. So she was on. Which, by the way, is not a complaint. No. Put Richard 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 Iwata on anything. So and good. I will watch it. Put him on bread and I'll watch it. <laughs> she was on Match Game. She was on Sanford and Son, The Mod Squad, MacGyver, Night Court, That's So Raven, The Young and the Restless. You just kind of threw That's So Raven in there, by the way, and I love that. That's a great show. Yeah, but it didn't match any of the other ones. It's like, you know what I'm saying, right? You're like sure. MacGyver and Night Court, That's So Raven. And <laughs> What's wrong with That's So Raven? Nothing at all. It's just a completely different flavor of television show. She was still on it. Yeah. All right. So, 1991. Della Reese was grieving the loss of her dear friend, Red Fox, um, after he starred in his final sitcom, The Royal Family, with her. Mm -hmm. And um, she was offered the older female lead in an inspirational television drama. Touched by an angel. Touched by an angel. Touched by an angle. She was um, offered the role of Tess, and originally she wanted to have kind of like a one-shot agreement, right, with the producer uh, and CBS. Um, but they were taken. They loved her. Mm-hmm. They ordered a ton of episodes at once, and Reese was widely seen as the key component in the show's success. So um, it was starring an Irish actress, who we already talked about, Roma Downey. Mm -hmm. So Roma played the role of Tessa's kind of like angel employee, Monica. Yeah, she was like kind of the apprentice. She did, so once again, to compare it back to Quantum Leap, Tess was kind of the owl to Monica's Sam, right? The guide, the like... This is what has to be done. I'm giving you the mission. You're going out there, and then I'm going to be there as you like check back in and give you guidance about it. She was very much the like heart of the show. Yeah, and they immediately clicked. They had fantastic chemistry, and it was obvious. It was obvious. Um, and the show was deeply rooted in Reese's faith. She was very active in her church. Um, she even became a reverend in a church with her fourth husband. 
Um, and she sang the show's theme song, Walk With You. It's mm. very good. As happens, critics were skeptical. <sighs> Those of critics. Of course. Um, so there was a little bump in the road. It had a, a, a rocky start and um, was canceled after 11 episodes. But it was such a massive audience hit. They loved it, that there was a huge letter-writing campaign. Um, and then the show was resuscitated for uh, that season and then went on to air seven more seasons. Isn't that amazing for a canceled show? Yeah. I mean, I think that, that what happens is people just like the networks just don't understand how much the audiences identify and love these shows until... You make them understand, which I think is why the the letter writing campaign is is it's kind of like a um an online petition these days. Yes, uh, I just want to say because I looked it up because I was unsure and I was right. James Spader was not on Touched by an Angel. It's an actor named John Die, uh, the late John Die, who played the Angel of Death. Uh, but he very much, I would say, looks. He has a young James Spader. Yes, he look. definitely okay, does. You. He definitely does. I agree with you. Now. Della Reese was not one to take anything, it was to suffer fools, right? I mean, sure. Um, in the fourth season, which was in 1997, she found out that she was making considerably less money than her co-stars and threatened to leave the show yeah. unless her salary was bumped. She ended up starting out at 40000 an episode and got it bumped up to 100000 an episode, yeah. which was still less than Roma was making, but... Was more. Was more than... than uh, Probably not as much as she deserved. No, but. definitely not as much as she deserved. She was the heart and soul of that television show. Are you kidding me? Listen, Roma Downey was great. She had a great accent, which did yeah. a lot of work. Don't sure get did. me wrong. But Della Reese was the heart and soul of that show. Uh, and she included in this new contract that she be um, allowed to fly once a week from Utah back to California so she could go to church. Yes, Della, get what you deserve. That's right. So the year 2000 is where things start to go downhill a little bit. Um, She collapsed on set and had to be hospitalized. Um, And when Touched by an Angel uh, was canceled in 2003... That was that was pretty much the end of like her ongoing television career. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, like I like I I mentioned earlier, uh, she was ordained as a minister in the Universal Foundation for Better Living, which her and her fourth husband, who was a concert producer and writer, uh, went on to found. The Understanding Principles for Better Living Church, which was a non-denominational Christian ministry. Um, And being able to fly back from Utah to uh, L.A., she actually delivered the sermons every Sunday uh, for many, many years. Okay. Um, As her health declined, she again spent more time devoting to her her faith and her ministry and, you know, not as much time on television, although she did make special appearances um, at the end. Um, Her last screen credit is for a Hallmark series in 2014. She passed away at the age of 86 in her home in Encino, California. Um, and, you know, was survived by her husband and wealth of fans and friends. And 
And I think that, you know, we knew of her, her very late work, right? But I think thanks to her her prolific song career. I, I had no idea the sheer, like, depth and breadth of her career. No idea. Um, and she she broke lots of ground for so many other performers. I mean, Oprah, certainly, right? Yeah. Um, I think that she has been one of the more well-documented biographies we've covered. Um, and I, for one, I'm going to go listen to some of those songs. It sounds great. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, thank you for listening to all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. Uh, you can check out other McRoy projects at McRoy.family. Don't forget to check out McRoyMerch.com for all the cool stuff in the McRoy Merch store. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast. Uh, that's where we get all of our um, listener-submitted uh, questions for our episode topics and you can send your topic suggestions and idioms to our gmail account schmannerscast at gmail.com uh, alex reads every single one of those thank you so much for all you do for us alex um also thank you to bruja betty pennant photography for the cover picture of our fan run facebook group schmanners fanners if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans of the show go ahead and join that group today and that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.